previously on Just Cow in the City. My reputation, although somewhat tarnished, is still good for several dinner invitations. I'm serious, people. This is my job. Past is what you should have done uh, with dinner for schmucks. Well, let me tell you something, folks. Another goddamn snobatorium that doesn't lead up to the height. I discovered it. Oh. I discovered Pat Benatar. Rick Newman was the best. This is it! Welcome to Just Gow in the City, March 2023 edition. Nice to see everybody on a beautiful Tuesday morning in New York City. I hope everybody's having a... Well, that's where I am. I don't know where you are, but wherever you are, I hope you're having a lovely day. And I hope that this strange March weather is keeping you okay. March is a very strange month. It's a stupid month. It's the month of my sister's birthday, and she's stupid, and all people that have birthdays in March are stupid. They're Pisces, and Pisces is the worst sign. I've been telling my sister this for years because that's why I make fun of it um, as we were kids. I used to say, well, let's face it, you're the worst sign. Pisces is the worst sign. Uh, they're not the worst people, but they're the, it's the worst sign. They're a fish. No one cares. And I basically compared being a Leo to me being a lion, and she's a fish. And I'm the human body, I'm the heart, she's the foot, and I think in the planetary system, I'm clearly the sun, clearly, and she is uh, Pluto, which isn't even a planet anymore. So you see what I'm saying? Pisces stinks, and March is stupid, and it's a stupid month, as is April, and we really just need to get, at this point, to May, about May 15th, where the weather gets pretty decent all over the country, where everyone has nice weather in May. And then thanks to global warming in June, it's just as hot as it is in July and August. But what are you going to do? Those are the things that our parents caused. Yes, let's blame our parents for causing all this nonsense and those gas guzzlers and just the horribleness that they did to not realize that right now it would be horrible for us to survive. Ah, they didn't know anything. I've told you before, our parents are stupid. Oh, what if there's a disaster? Ah, they don't know about disasters and nothing. They didn't see this plague coming. They didn't see 9-11 coming. They don't know shit about shit. So anytime you think your parents, oh, my parents are really smart, they're not. We're smart. We're living with it. The kids today, kids today, oh, they're awful. I've been teaching them. I'm telling you, they're really dumb. But the ones in between, (laughs) I love making fun of my kids. My kids, my students. Oh, I love them all except one. But you know, Folks, I'm here all week. I, okay, where do I begin this week? I will, well, I will tell you this. Uh, Let's just start with uh, yesterday. I finally got into the situation everyone on the Tuesday show warned me about. Everyone, mostly the women, I'm saying. Marcy, uh, Anonymous, Jenny Cohn Sanchez, or is it Jenny Sanchez Cohn? Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Angela, I mean, there's not... uh, even Catalina at the ripe age of uh, 22 
Uh, <laughs> yesterday I was talking to one of my students, female, We and she stayed after class, and we walked out of the building together, and I go, well, where are you heading now? You know, you could, we could walk to our cars together, so I didn't know she, I guess she has a car somewhere, and uh, she goes, oh, well, I have to go to this shuttle, and I take the shuttle, and that brings me to the parking lot to my car, and I'm like, Oh, well, I could, oh, you know what? No, I would say I would drive you to your car, but I'm not allowed to do that. I said that exact word. I am not allowed to do that. She's like, why not? I don't know. I Well, nobody ever told me that, but everyone on my Tuesday show told me I can't do that. So I was, so I guess, thank you. Thank yous are in order <laughs> because who knows what happens. Now, the security camera saw this woman clearly get into the car with you. She is 21. Uh, so I don't know whether that makes a difference or not. And the only reason I know her age is because she's going to uh, California. It's spring break! Spring break! class next week because it's spring break you have to say it like that and i told her uh she wants to be a television writer so i can get a ticket to the jimmy kimmel show she was delighted but they're dark uh this week because they're concentrating on the oscars Ugh, i hate jimmy kimmel uh hosting the oscars it's he's just the worst but of course it makes sense he's their golden boy and it's on abc so what are you gonna do uh whatever but so they're dark this week, but she wants to be a television writer. So well, let me, uh, you know, uh, my friend's the head writer over there and, um, you know, whatever the case may be. So then I asked if she was 21 because they have a green room there and they probably, you know, normally my friends can go in the green. When I say the green, they have a green room for guests. So you can have a drink or stuff like that. So that's why uh, I asked. It all seems inappropriate uh, nowadays, but um, it's funny because then I was explaining, you know, in the 80s, I used to go drinking with my professor. It was the best. She's like, yeah, I don't know why they don't have that now. I'm like, yeah, I don't know why either. Uh, I feel like it's all Woody Allen's fault somehow. I don't know. It's everybody's fault. Everybody. I just watched Tar last night. Tar with Kate Blanchett. Uh, and, you know, if you watched the Tuesday show last week, then you know that Memo was saying he's going all the way on this. He thinks it's the greatest movie ever made. It's pretty good. It's very good. It's very, very good. Not knowing anything about it going in, it was very, very good. And I didn't realize it's about cancel culture. And it is great in that sense. Boy, is it a wonderful statement, um, especially, you know, a female getting canceled. So it's it's fantastic. The, the, pro- the only problem with it is, and Kate Blanchett puts together an unbelievable performance, seriously, an, an Oscar-worthy performance. And I hadn't seen the movie before. I chose uh, Michelle Yeoh. I think that's her name, to get it from everything, everywhere, all at once. 
It was Kate Blanchett's already. I, I feel like Kate Blanchett, it, it's a very similar performance to where she won the Oscar last time in Blue Jasmine. It's a very, very similar performance. So I would say in that sense, you give it to a, a Lifetime Achievement Award to somebody who's really terrific and Michelle Yeoh. Not that Kate Blanchett isn't really terrific. This is a good movie. I watched it last night in the middle of the night. I was never, never fell asleep. It, I mean, it's, you know, not slow, but it's a, it's not, it's a drama, a very heavy drama. And there's not one comic part to it whatsoever. And it is, boy, it's really, I mean, right from the, first of all, I got confused at the beginning because the end credits are kind of at the beginning. And I'm like, wait a minute, is this, did I mess up? I had to check, keep checking, but then no, it goes into the movie. And it opens with her in an interview at like the 92nd Street Y or something. How she, she should get an Oscar just for memorizing all these lines, speaking perfect German at times. It's really a miracle of acting, I have to say. And it's much better than what Michelle Yeoh did in this uh, Everything Everywhere and All at Once. It is a true tour de... I mean, Blue Jasmine was a miracle, but this is actually... She's escalated it to a new level of, wow, I doubt that there's any boy or girl who wants to be an actor that could pull this off. There are very few people on the planet that would be able to pull this off. Like I said, knowing these musical terms and making it flow, like just memorizing the this the script and then talking perfect German and mixing up the German and the English. I don't know whether she already knows German or maybe she is British. So they do know a lot of other languages than uh, we do here in America where we just uh, concentrate on English, which sucks because it doesn't help us in the rest of the world later on. Believe me, I wish I had learned Spanish or any. I mean, I took five years of Spanish, got no recollection because you got to figure it out when you're really young. And then it's like, if you figure out one, you could probably figure out another. I've tried multiple times to try again. It would be so exciting to be bilingual. I said, bilingual, you bastards. (laughs) Not bisexual. Fuck you. But that would be uh, really terrific. So, boy, I'll tell you, you know, now that I'm thinking about it more, I didn't even think about this before I went on uh, the air here. It it really is. Uh, if you, if you want to see it, it's you'll you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Like after the whole movie's finished, you'll be like, ah, geez. I uh, now that I'm soaking it in, I'm thinking, boy, that is some hell of a performance. I think she is the odds-on favorite to win. It, it, it is that she deserves to win again, but it is very similar to Blue Jasmine. But again, she took it to another level. It's a good movie, and you want to talk about cancel culture? It's it's perfect. So it's. It's, it's happening, man. It's now. Whereas everywhere, everything, all at once, whatever the hell that movie is, just stupid. I mean, I know a lot of people like it. I just, ugh. I thought it was okay. I mean, do I want Jamie Lee Curtis to win badly? Yes. Just, again, for her body of work. And you know I hate when they give awards for body of work, but it depends on who it is. And somebody like Jamie Lee Curtis, who's been around a long time, does deserve an Oscar. And she's good in this. <laughs> really good. Puts herself out there, look, making herself look ugly and stuff. Not like it's not like like Charlize Theron and 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 Nicole Kidman who made themselves look ugly so they can win an Oscar. Jamie Lee Curtis is just a go with the flow kind of person. She's way cool. I'm pretty sure everybody knows it. She doesn't care. She 
has made herself gray, and she's just one of those people that doesn't give a shit. And she's way cool, and we know that, and that's why she doesn't mind doing Halloween. She's like, yeah, let's do another one. Fuck it. I saw her on Match Game the other day. Match Game. She looked amazing. Get ready to match the stars from Chips, Robert Pine, Brett Summers, Charles Nelson Riley, Jamie Lee Curtis, Nick Martin, and Betty White as we play the star-studded Big Money Match Game. And now, here's the star of Match Game, Kind of you to join us. We're going to have a good uh, time because the moon is in the right position. Oh, we have a new kid on the block. I meant to warn you about this. (laughs) We have to give her a proper welcome now, don't we? Indeed. (laughs) All of us. (laughs) No, no, no. Oh, no? Just you. My show. Gotcha. Yes. She looks like she can handle you, Gene. Yes. Now, you will just give a little brisk applause and you will applause as you welcome this new kid on the block, Jamie Lee Curtis. No, I guess coming right out of Halloween. Oh, my God. It was so cool. And they never had movie stars, remember, on that show. They only had TV stars, so that's why it was so weird. But I love that she was on. But she is, of course, Hollywood royalty. So I guess it made a lot of sense. But anyway, like the way Scotty was saying it, I want her to win because it's Tony Curtis and Janet Lee, and it makes a statement for Hollywood. <laughs> so Oh my God! Is that kid funny? Or I hope you watched last last uh, week's Tuesday show with Scotty and Memo. Hilarious stuff. So I also, as long as we're talking about this, I also watched The Whale, which I couldn't wait to watch. Well, I'm just going to ke- tell you my review. It stinks. It stinks on ice. It stinks on ice. Yeah, it stinks. I mean, it's not that the performances are bad. The uh, the girl from Stranger Things is really good. Uh, the the woman who's nominated for an Oscar, not the Asian woman who's nominated, she's also in the menu. She's very good. Uh, the wife is good. I think that's Samantha Morton. Ever, he's good, too. He's very good. But the character sucks. The character can suck it. And if I don't know what... Darren Aronofsky's a strange guy, and, you know, we have our our problems, <laughs> our, our actual problem, me and him. His movies are weird. So do you say to yourself, wait, are we supposed to feel for this character? Because I'm positive that's how you make a movie. Oh, you got to feel for this character. I can see him directing. You got to feel for this character. But there is no reason when you see it, when you figure it out, to feel for this character. No reason. So I say, fuck him. Fuck this movie. It's a piece of shit. It's stupid. And when more of you watch it, I will tell you my reasons why I don't really i guess i don't want to say it now i don't know if anybody's going to watch it or not so i'll wait but i will tell you that it is a stupid stupid movie in the sense of uh what we're supposed to feel for this character you should feel nothing he is a selfish selfish prick and if any of you come back and say no but he did this i will give you the explanation of why you should think the opposite way two people have done that and i've turned them around on that um so thank you You're welcome, America. (laughs) 
Anyway, it's so nice to be with everybody. I'm in a terrific mood. I am taping on a Friday as usual. And after this, and you know how I hate going on Fridays. Uh, oh, wait, that's one other thing about the whale. I'm sitting there watching, right? And sometimes, as you know, I don't leave the house for three, four days at a time. And I'm sitting there watching. I'm a single man, and and a, and a and I'm doing the air quotes, straight man, uh, and who's teaching a course on Clueless. <laughs> and uh, and I'm watching. I'm like, this guy's a piece of tub of lard. He's you know, a seven hundred pounds. He's disgusting, and he's always got chicks stopping by. And not only does he have chicks stopping by, they like. They sit and watch TV with him and rest their head on his shoulders. I am ridiculously thin in comparison. I have pretty good hygiene, at least when I leave the house or if I know somebody's coming over. And I don't have any girls coming over here to uh, take care of me or to rest their heads on my shoulders. Uh, Could I? Maybe. But I'm just saying this guy just has people stopping by all the time. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck this movie. So am I angry about that aspect? A little bit. I mean, it's probably true, and most people probably have people stop by, I guess. But, I mean, does he have the people that, when he has food delivered, stop by? Of course. Now, that, of course, I have. But that's all I have, and those are always boys. One time, there was a beautiful Domino's delivery girl. She was so pretty. And she got the order wrong, and I was upset because I didn't want to yell at her, and I I think I just lived with it because she was so hot. And that's one of the reasons you should always have a hot delivery girl, just like when these weed people come over, because, you know, I'm not going to argue with them. I'm like, oh, well, hey, anybody could make that mistake. Whereas if it's the guy, I'm like, what the fuck kind of thing is that? You better go back to your boss and tell him to get back and bring that blue cheese now. If that blue cheese isn't in my house in 20 minutes, I'm not paying for anything. So uh, problem solved with all these restaurants. Just get hot girls to deliver. The end. Actually, you can have the boys drive them around and they just go upstairs. So people are like, oh, you know what? I forgot your sodas. That's okay. That can happen to anybody. It's all right. And then, oh, God, again, I was reading about this um, you know, this, uh, the, 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 that swimmer, you know, like, so angry about that male swimmer because this girl in Kentucky who's on the swim team is speaking out. She's like, no, I'm not going to stay silenced that I'm losing out in statistics and all this stuff. And I've gone to school to a guy that was a man, freshman, junior, freshman sophomore, junior year. And now he's doing the women team breaking all the records because he's clearly a man. And this woman is like, come on, you got to be kidding me. And she's asking her friends to stick up. They're all afraid they're going to get canceled. And she's just going like, no. And like I said on one of the Tuesday shows, it's weird that he's in our locker room. I guess when they had the visiting team over, they were also in the locker room. It's weird that this man is watching us undress. He has genitals. How is nobody else seeing this? I feel bad for her. It is a strange time. And you know what I was thinking as I was reading this? This really does set women back a lot when these men becoming women. And so we're, we're taking care. We're, we're more concentrated on these men who have become women than actual women themselves. And she says that. And I was like, yeah, I never thought about that. That really is kind of uncool for, uh, it was something in Hershey, Pennsylvania or something that they were, they called the chocolate. She, instead of her, she, or something like that. And people, I don't know, people are just, people are angry about everything. I think that's what it comes down to. You're not allowed to leave the house and say a word.
Everybody's just got to go around silent. You can't look at anybody. You can't. You really shouldn't leave the house. And quite frankly, as we found out that even if you don't leave the house, you can get screwed on Zoom for, you know, if you're on CNN and you start masturbating while you're in a conference. Oh, my God. There is no way to win. No way to win. We have we are lost. We are all doomed. And for the worst reasons, I mean, at least back Years ago, you know, you were doomed because, oh, my God, they're going to drop a nuclear bomb on us, which still could happen because this guy in Russia is insane. But now it's just we're just fucking over ourselves in a way that just doesn't need to happen. And that's why you got to see this tar. It's pretty cool uh, the way they uh, show you how easily, how easily everything can unravel. I know there have been movies like this or TV shows like this, but it is fascinating. And obviously that can happen any of us, and you don't have to be a big star. You can just be a regular Joe like myself, or a regular Joe like myself, uh, which from Beetlejuice. Yeah, I'm feeling a little uh, ooh, anxious, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Been about 600 years after all. I wonder where a guy, an everyday Joe like myself, could find a little action. <laughs> um, and you can just get screwed. And obviously, um, you know, I drive that girl just to her car, not home. Who knows what happens the next day? Did you give uh, her, a, a, the, your student, a lift? And I'm like, well, yeah, because she, she had to, uh, David, I'm afraid we're going to have to let you go. I mean, they, you know that happens. So I thank all you ladies out there that, uh, you know, said, uh, and listen, don't be fooled by just a ride in the car. But it was raining and windy and cold. It doesn't matter. She's, uh, she's old enough to figure it out. She's gone home every other day before you got there. Oh, but she's so sweet. I mean, all the kids are great, right? I mean, it's, I'm, I'm so loving this class. It's so great. Obviously, they're, they're thrilled about what happened last week with Sir Paul. And today we went over our, uh, you know, they, they wrote, we did the instant screenwriting. I showed them the opening of Defending Your Life since we were using it. We were using some of it as a, that's instant screenwriting where they have to fill in the blanks of the last line. And then I showed them the opening to defending your life. I'm like, let me show you why we uh, being Paul Rudd, like this movie, I'm just going to show you the opening and it's great. If you've ever seen it, you can watch it on YouTube. The opening. It's really funny because I was explaining to them, this is really fun movie making because we know going in as the audience He's going to die. We un- the premise is very clear. He dies and goes to whatever this heaven or way station is. So we know in the first five minutes of the movie or 10 minutes, he has to die. So you're sitting there waiting for it. And he does it really funny. He's in the car for at least a minute and a half on the street, driving, listening to the... Uh, <laughs> and I remember this when Sarah and I first saw it because we were laughing so hard. He's listening to the Barbra Streisand Broadway album, and he's singing to it, and he's not paying attention, so almost the truck hits him, and he's like, whoa, and so, you know, that's, it's funny, because you're kind of setting it up. With a click, with a shock, phone will jingle, door will knock, open the latch, something's coming, don't know when, but it soon catch the moon, one-handed catch, all right comedy movie making and he obviously directed it 
And then he's snapping his fingers, not paying attention. And then some guy in a car next to him goes, do we all have to listen to that? You know, so, and he's like, have a nice day. And then the box of CDs drops on his floor. And he goes to pick them up while he's still driving. And the best part about it is that he's down there for like 20 seconds. He's just down there looking for that thing, not looking. He's just, his, you just see his hand on the wheel. And it makes you laugh that hard because you're like, okay. That's fun because it sets it up so you don't have to feel bad because because that's again good movie making. You might feel bad like oh that's so sad that he got but no it's not sad he's an idiot he was down there for like twenty seconds not looking at the road swerving all over the place and that is the right way to do a movie where you are going to begin with somebody dying and and that's you know what the movie is based on so. I uh, showed them that. I think they all totally appreciated it, and they were all laughing, which made me really happy when we all get get together because sometimes they just don't care what I'm showing them. I even showed them a scene of Casablanca yesterday, and they just didn't really understand. But I, they got it, but uh, I don't think they care. And believe me, I didn't care about Casablanca when I was their age. I, I saw it way later, that North by Northwest, which I was showing them. I was trying to also show them movies that were made before I was born that I actually got into because I hate most of the movies that were made before I was born. I hate anything from the the 60s and, you know, I like a lot of movies from the 70s, but they're still not as good as the movies from the 80s and beyond where movie making just got better and more fun. Oh, and now let me before I go on. I remembered this week, even though Mitch Silverberg didn't remind me, I remembered. I wanted to share something with you, and maybe I'll play one every week. So my friend Mike Sauter, who has been on this show before, he works at, uh, damn it, I can never remember the uh, the call letters in Pittsburgh. What is it, 93.1 w, WPIG? No, that's not it. That's from WKRP in Cincinnati. The WPIG pig is coming <laughs> The WKRP Carp and the WPIG Pig are fighting. The, the, he he uh, WPET, damn it. It's not cool done not to remember. Anyway, he's a great guy and a good friend for so many years and a really good DJ. He sent me Go Figure as I was at that radio station when that girl took me up to the radio station a couple weeks ago, remember? Um, ironically, the day I got home, he sent me a couple things we did at this legendary station that he was the morning man of WHTG in New Jersey, in Asbury Park, New Jersey. This was this uh, groundbreaking alt-rock radio station out of a trailer park in, in the 90s, which they have documentaries about a little bit, but it was this awesome station. He was the morning man. He was so popular that like Dave Elliott, who listens to our show, was always like, wait, you know Mike Sauter? I mean, it was like, that's how that's how popular he was. If you liked that kind of music, he was a good DJ. And many times I'd come down and be on his show, and I loved it because I loved I Remember, I think I told you there was a beautiful receptionist there, and I think she uh, killed somebody. We talked about this one, you know, in a car accident, being drunk. But she was so hot that she probably got away with it. And me and this guy were, like, fighting over her. Remember this? I told you this in New Brunswick and... We got, in, we got into a knife fight with these other guys, and there was drugs involved. It was so insane. Again, you know what I told the kids yesterday? I'm like, listen, you got, I'm going to tell them on the last day, you got to live life. But that might not be the right life to live. But 
you know, sometimes you got to put yourself into situations that are so freaky. If you're going to be a writer, you know, you try not to put yourself in harm's way, but sometimes a minor harm's way uh, provides a heck of a goddamn story. And I, I, I feel like I told you this whole story on another podcast, so that's why I'm not. I'm just giving. Wait, we want to hear more. What? What do you mean you got into a knife fight? And because Chris Regan from Family Guy always goes, "Oh, was that the time you got into the knife fight?" And I'm like, "Yes." Anyway, the point is, is that years ago, I guess I went down to that station, and Mike wanted to have some funny clips. He goes, "Hey, could you do some of your bits uh, on my morning? Th- I'd like to have clips I can play." And I said, uh, "I guess I said sure." I don't even remember. He just sent them to me. So, Mitch, what I'm trying to tell you is, because you asked me the other day, Mitch, as did everybody, loved the old uh, Just Go in the City theme, the Summer in the City. Uh, nobody likes this new one. And I apologize. Again, I'm, I'm going to fix it. I just need goddamn time. And then today's usually Friday's a perfect day, but now I got to see my nephew. He's like, but I got an hour and a half to kill. What am I going to do in the city? I'm like, oh, I'm telling you, it's just... <laughs> That's what I was thinking. First, it's going to be like with that girl. Eventually, she's going to wear me down or something, you know, the student or something. I just think of that Cheers episode where she's like, Sam, you, the only thing you can't do is go out with my daughter. No, no, Carla says, right, don't go out with the hot daughter of the new waitress we have because she's great. Don't mess everything up. He's like, no, I won't. And the girl is just hitting on him and hitting on him. And she's like, I th- I've told you this a hundred times because it's great. She's like, and these were my photographs, you know, in a bathing suit. And then, of course, this one I had to do nude because what are you going to do? Like, yeah, right. And she goes, so are you going to take me to that cape you were talking about in Cape Cod? And he goes, yeah, okay, I'll take you. She, like, warmed down. And she's like, I'll take you. Uh, Sam, mm-hmm. what about this Cape Cod place I've been hearing about? I uh, hear that it's delightful and terribly romantic at this time of year. Oh, well, you know, I, I guess it could be, yeah. Tell me... Are there any clothing optional beaches there? I like to get them all over town. (laughs) Oh, I know it's a lot more common in Europe than it is in America, so I came prepared with a bikini. But it's such a skimpy little thing anyway. Carla. (laughs) I'm having a real hard time with this map. I just can't make head or tail of it. I really don't think I'm going to be able to find my way there. I'll take you. I'll take you. I'll take you. Oh, great. What a lovely surprise. <laughs> I'll take you. I'll let Carla go and I'll, I'll take you. I'll turn this into a self-serve bar and I'll, I'll take you. So you ration it out. They're like, okay, well, I'll lose my job, but uh, this will be worth So it's just, <laughs> it's the best. One of my favorite scenes, obviously, I remember it. Fully, because it just Sam just gave up. He's like, "Well, I'll ration it out now, and I guess uh, I'll you know lose my job here, and I'll just this will be worth it. I'm doing the right thing because I can't take it anymore. I've tried really hard to say no. <laughs> Anywho, where the fuck was I? I'm talking about so we're these morning clips. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I'm such a dentist. I was talking about the the new uh, the openings that suck. So Mitch doesn't like, but he wanted a recording of the Just Count in the City. I never know whether he's jo- whether you I'm talking to you, Mitch, are joking or not. But I truly think I I don't know. I think you like them. Uh, anyway, he asked me for this one I used to do back in the '80s when I first started doing comedy, which was called a Fat Guy with Fries. And uh, what it was was 
I used to do an imitation of Michael Hutchins from In Excess. And the gag was, well, actually, I'll just play you this clip. So with Mike, it, it explains everything. With Mike, he did a pristine recording of the setup for the joke and me singing the song. And I got to say, my voice sounds amazing. This is a very young Dave Jessica with a much cleaner uh, voice. And I'm doing Michael Hutchins from In Excess imitation and singing this song. And I used to do this on stage from the 80s all the way to the 90s. And it used to do really well. And yeah, Silver used to love it. But I know they were like kidding and loved it. But I know they also did love it. And we've always thought about it this day. So Mitch, I actually do have... Because you asked me if I had a recording of it, and I actually do have a pristine recording of it that I can send you now, but I'll play it for you guys now. The reason why people like Michael Hutchins from the band In Excess is because he's very sexy. See, he can take any topic and make it very sexual. He could walk into like a McDonald's or something and see some big fat guy chowing down on a whole bunch of french fries and then have a top 40 hit about it the next week. Fat guy eating all of those fries. Three quarter pounders and a hot apple pie. Look at him go, look at him eat. Makes you wonder how he sees his own feet. Oh. A fat guy with fries. Fat guy with fries. Every single one of us knows a fat guy with fries. A fat guy with fries. A big, fat, disgusting, suicidal, blind individual with some fries. Well, you know, you do things when you're younger that, um, now, you know, obviously I could, you know, Mitchell, why aren't you doing, are you going to do Fat Guy with Fries? I'm like, I can't do Fat Guy with Fries. First of all, nobody remembers the song. It's 40 years old. And probably nobody remembers how we used to sing it and how goddamn sexy this guy was. But Atel used to tell me, he's like, you know, you're going to get so laid singing this song because it's like you become sexy when you sing it. So I guess I did. I mean, it was, the girls liked it, let's just say. Because sometimes when you would do an imitations, you you would look like the guys. Like, I don't look like James Spader, but the people in the audience would think, well, you know, you're starting to look like James Spader. Obviously, I don't look like James Spader, but if you can do a really good imitation, you do start to almost look like the person because they just, you, they have it in their minds. And that means you're doing a very successful imitation. Even if you're doing, you know, black or if you're black and the person's white or something, you, you, you can just picture it. And that's the highest compliment you can get. So I have a couple of others. I think, oh, my God, that's right. He sent me, uh, well, I used to do a Springsteen one. I'll play another time that with, with the premise. Well, they all have the premises in it. And then I sang that Chris Isaac song. And that's like five minutes long. I made new lyrics like it's the one that goes, and I want to fall in love. And it goes forever, but I think my voice sounds pretty good. So we'll see about that one. We'll see if you like this one. You'll let me know, and then I'll play some more. But this is the cream of the crop. So there it is, Mitch. I am hooking you up today. And now we uh, we'll move on with the show. I think that I shall 
on Saturday, uh, you know, I'm at my mother's. This whole thing finished. Also, I did Marina's show, and I had my mother come in, and she got to meet all the people on the chat, and everything it was really funny. I said, no, there's people from all around the world. She's like, oh, I like a fright. But she was so cute, and it was really funny, and I think everybody enjoyed seeing her. So that was hilarious. And then I left, and I went down the shore, and I met my friends, and I went for a drink at a place called Avenue. Well, uh, look, this is down the shore. Again, they're trying to be, we're this, we're that, we're fancy. So Victoria even goes, hey, listen, this is a fancy place, so you might want to wear a collared shirt. Now, I always wear a collared shirt, but it was supposed to be freezing that day, so I wore a sweater with a hood on it that you've probably seen me wear. I think I wore it on the Tuesday show. I said, you know, it's for, thanks for telling me this at 3 o'clock when I left at 5 in the morning today because I was planning on wearing a collared shirt the entire day until I realized, you know, it's going to be freezing, especially down there. And every time I'm down there, it's freezing. And it was. We were sitting right near the window by the ocean. So it was freezing, and I dressed appropriately. And nobody could have cared. There's nobody in there anyway during the winter. But again, they're trying to be all fancy and fancy. We go to the bar, and I'm like, yeah, can I get it? What did I ask? Oh, ask for uh, vodka soda with uh, bitters. And there's like a child behind the bar. He must have been 11. And he's obviously new, and he doesn't know how to make drinks. And he's like, oh, we don't have, we have a different kind of bitters. And I'm like, you're going to give me shit about the bitters portion of this? And they made a drink, and it sucked. And I told Lou, and I'm like, sorry, it's usually pretty good. This kid doesn't know how to make a vodka soda with a splash of bitters. What the fuck? Even I could do that, and I don't know how to bartend. Really, he was like a child. I don't know what the fuck how he got the job there, but he sucked. And then later, I guess, uh, no, that was all I had. And then we went to our table. I got pictures. And while we were sitting at the bar, I met this guy from Fox News that I used to work with on the Tom Shaluso, and I met, and it was great talking to him, but I was high, so I couldn't really talk to him. So later, I texted him, like, hey, what else are you doing? We should hang out, you know, like get another drink. But they were having dinner much later, and we were doing it at like 6 o'clock. So I ate. The food was pretty good. I think I had French onion soup. Yeah, that was good. I was surprised to eat that at a restaurant, but since Lou was getting it too, I didn't mind. And... I guess I had a steak for dinner. It was just okay. It was just okay. Again, you know, it's a place that's, oh, we're fancy. I, I had a martini, and that was good. Yeah, it might have even had two. Or maybe I had a glass of wine. I mixed and matched uh, on Saturday. But I was having a good time, you know, so I really didn't care. I wasn't expecting, uh, you know, it, the food to be great or anything, so it didn't matter, you know. But you know what I'm saying. It's that same thing. They're a fancy place. You better dress right. And then they just fuck everything up. Well, they didn't fuck anything up, really. It was just... Uh, it was just the bartender part that was annoying. Everything was cool. The des- I think we had desserts. It was good. I'm pretty sure I took pictures. I've been, you know, I keep forgetting to take. I usually don't. I took pictures last night too, so there should be enough. You know, I love taking the food and the people pictures. Try to combine. I think I took a picture by the water, which I still can't not get blurry. Got to take a picture by the ocean. I always forget it's there. There were all these like. 13-year-old girls by the water all dry. It must have been a bat mitzvah or something. And I'm like, hey, would you guys mind if I get in a picture with you guys? <laughs> Again, I'm like, I'm hearing everybody's voice on the Tuesday show. Dave, don't even look at them. So, uh, but I thought it would be funny to have that picture. Hey, you guys are taking pictures. You mind letting, I'll just go in the middle here, huh? So, uh, yeah, I guess I got pretty drunk. or But I had a good time with food. 
And then uh, they're like, hey, you want to come back to our house? And we just watched um, uh, videos of me, really. They just went to YouTube channel and just looked up stuff about me. We watched the Jerry Springer show. I, hey, I couldn't have been more thrilled. I had uh, two glasses of wine at their house, and then I drove home. <laughs> but for some reason, I was perfectly fine. I guess I had a cappuccino at the restaurant, and that just seems to help where I don't feel drunk drunk. And I was awake. The, I didn't have to stop at the John Bon Jovi rest area. I went all the way home. It really didn't take very long. And I was just ready to be home because it was cold. And I actually took the bike after I got out of the garage to go home. I'm like, look, I just want to get home already. I'm done. And so, I, again, it's always hilarious. We wake up. At, so I was up 24 hours. And it's just so funny to you know, take the bike home at the end of the night. Like it's still, you park your car and you figure it's over. I'm sure most of you park your car. The night is over, but not for Dave Juskow. He parks the car and then the trek home still begins or still continues. Ugh. I live for the day. I can actually park a car in a garage that's in my building. Or, you know, in front of a house. Oh, my God. Even in L.A., it's always like I got to look for parking. I've told you this a hundred times. One day, I would like to just park my car in front of my house. I mean, it hasn't happened in 40 years. It's a nightmare living here in that sense. What's better than parking your car? Ah, I'm home. It just sucks. Then Monday, I remember I had to come home because we uh, recorded the uh, Innocent Man wrap-up with Paul Lauren, so there was that to do. And then Tuesday was great because, uh, you know, we did that. I love doing the show where we have guests. It's so exciting. So Memo and Scotty, we made our Oscar picks. Hopefully it was an entertaining show. I heard from people they said it was because you're never sure. You're just going over. You're just talking about the Oscars. Nobody even knows the movies that are nominated. But we really had a good time, and I think a, a lively discussion, which is all you ask. I really so next, you know, tonight I'm back home for the next two weeks, and then I'll try. I'll just keep trying to bring guests in because it's great, right? I'm, I think you guys are digging it too, uh, so it's great. Oh, and by the way, for those of you that were worried about Aunt Judy apparently being robbed, which she told us on the Tuesday show, which is a horrible thing to see on the screen, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! But but obviously she was fine since she was chatting with us and zooming in uh i called her afterwards and i'm like hey what the hell's going on what do you mean you got robbed what do you mean the police were there well uh, uh apparently if somebody came in at all somebody put some stickers in her garage and she's like those stickers weren't there before the alleged people that came in and she didn't get robbed nothing was taken but there were some stickers on her garage and the stickers on the garage were, were how to work the garage door. Now, the odds of a couple of hooligans <laughs> coming in and uh, putting stickers on seniors' homes and showing them proper safety on how to work a, a garage door and a garage door opener, uh, well, they're quite slim, especially in a gated community. So, yeah. <laughs> So she called security and they didn't do anything. So she called the cops and that's why she was saying her husband sucks because he's like, don't call the cops. Called the cops and they're like, are you sure you might have dementia or something? Then she got really angry because they were calling her old because unfortunately the situation is pretty fucked up. Ugh. 
Now, I, I mean, I, I, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, I, I didn't want to agree with the cops, but I'm like, oh, yeah, well, that can happen. Because first I saw, I thought the stickers, the way she was saying, I thought the stickers said, you're old, you have dementia. And I'm like, oh, my God, they put stickers like that up? That's horrible. No, 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 no. That's what the cops were saying to me. You know, they make a pretty good case. I called Beth and I told her and I'm like, she's like, oh, boy. I just can't imagine somebody <laughs> coming coming in and, well, let's place the stickers here. Well, she'll see it, so she'll work the garage completely uh, normally. Uh, it sucks. I don't know what's happening. Aunt Judy's the best. She's always been the best. I love that she drinks. That's the proper thing to do at that age. But I don't know. Uh, it's a toughie. It's a toughie. Something's that... Something's going on, right? So anyway, Memo and I went out. So Memo and I went out for sushi afterwards because I've been out for sushi in a long time. And we went to the place next door to the cellar, which I like to go to. So it's a very, you know, basic sushi place. It's not pricey. It's not a snobatorium. You know, it's just it's sushi. But I hadn't been out in so long. I think I ordered like everything because I, I haven't been ordering it in my house anymore. It just never, maybe I don't have a, it just doesn't come delivered correctly. So I stopped ordering home, so I just will order it when I go out. And I just, oh, my God, I got so. And again, the woman's like, oh, wait, maybe you. So I ordered the, um, like the sushi deluxe, which comes with like, you know, 10 pieces and a tuna roll. And then I said like a beef negamaki, and it comes with a salad. And she goes, well, maybe you want me to substitute for like another dot the beef negamaki for the tuna roll. I'm like, no, 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 I want it all. And then I got like an eel avocado. Show. Like, again, I'm having trouble like. No, no, you've ordered too much. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. What is happening with these restaurants? It's crazy, right? <laughs> no, this, <laughs> it's like I come in and I'm the whale. And uh, they're like, no, you're going to eat us out of house and home. <laughs> I, I don't, this is new. Or I'm just getting fatter and eating more. <laughs> I don't know what is happening, but I was full. We had some sake. We had a really nice time. I was so full. And then I was walking. Memo, Memo had his electric bike. He doesn't use the city bike. He has an actual bike, and he locked it up. And I'm like, isn't that a pain in the ass? He's like, nah, it's great. So I'm like, well, I'm going to take the subway. But then I was walking him and walking him. And I'm like, oh, crap. I guess I'll take a bike, too, because it was freezing. So we actually rode together up to my house. And I showed him the light at 34th and 1st, where I got hit by the car. And it is. And I said, see what I'm saying? It's a yellow arrow for the left and a green light for the bike. So the bike always has the right of way because it's full green. But the yellow arrow, you're supposed to be courses. So it wasn't my fault. But you really can't blame anyone since it's it's every it's just a free-for-all. And it's very rare for somebody to look over and see if a bike is coming. That's the problem. Nobody's thinking about that, let alone now. I don't know whether you know this, but in Manhattan, they the stupid... Uh, Who's that idiot, uh, de Blasio, put in the, the bike lane, which is great. But then they moved the parking to the right of the bike lane, which is pretty much in the street. So if a car's making a left-hand turn, he can't see the bike lane. He's not thinking about the bike lane because it's p behind his parked cars. But you're always aware of that and assuming somebody's going to come and hit you. And that's why you just have to be, again, aware of it. And that's why, yes, I got hit by the car. I knew I was going to get hit by the car. But I didn't get hit as hard as I could have because I was expecting that it's possible this horrible city bus driver 
would not be paying attention to the bike lane and I'm going to run into her. But I'm glad it was confirmed by Memo because he didn't believe me either. Uh, but it was fun to ride with somebody else. I mean, it's funny that he couldn't keep up. He has a better electric bike. It was driving me crazy. I'm like, Jamal, can you get on my side here? What's going on? But again, it was fun riding with somebody else. That's something I've never done before. It's always on myself by myself. And then when I got home, I graded papers. No, I'm sorry. You, you heard me right. I, I graded papers. I wanted to make sure I had everything all set for this uh, last week and the last class. So I gave the final exam yesterday, by the way. And, of course, one kid gave me no assignments. And I called my superior there and I said, what am I supposed to do about a kid that uh, doesn't give me anything? He's like, give me his email because you're going to have to give him an F. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm going to give somebody an F for a class on the movie Clueless? So I emailed that kid. I'm like, look, dude, send me the assignments. And I saw the assignments today, and he's just, it's just not good. It's not good. I don't know why he took this class. He only cares about Star Wars, and he compares everything to Star Wars. So I'm, I'm not sure why he took the class at all, but it's weird, really weird. So I don't know what to do with this kid. I can't stand that. I, <laughs> I, I can't. I, I've been giving everybody A's because they're, they're. You can see they're trying. It's a one credit course. Like I said, the odds of Giving anything less than an A minus would be weird as long as you show up. And then uh, I guess I've met my match. But anyway, the final exam is this. I gave this out yesterday. The final exam is the the first exam, which, if you remember, was the uh, Amy Heckerling get out of my chair, which her dad used to say to her, her brother. I said, find somebody in your life or somebody you knew and write a dialogue with them. Uh, using their vernacular, maybe a catchphrase they have or something, or the way they talk. And they all did that, and they all did great. Except for this one kid. Uh, And so the final is that you have to take that character from the first assignment and have them have a dialogue with somebody from the movie Clueless. Yes. Brings it all around. Said, I don't care who it is. Uh, Somebody asked, does it have to be set in the 90s? I said, good question. It doesn't matter. But give me a page and a half because it's the final, uh, of dialogue, true dialogue, not just a paragraph, of your character that you know, your grandmother, your uncle, your parents, whatever you use the first time, and somebody from Clueless. Or you can even change up a character if you have somebody new, but whatever the case may be. I already told them, I said, it's not. It's going to be easy. You've already done half the assignment. So relax, because everybody was panicked. Because I'm sure they have other things to do. Meanwhile, they got two weeks to do it, because there's spring break! Spring break! What are you doing, Professor? Oh, me? Oh, please. I'm going to Miami Beach. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I got my Speedo in my bag, and I'm right there like, Ew! Oh, there's just nothing funnier than grading paper. So also, by the way, I saw Wednesday night I was home and I realized I didn't have to go to my mother's because she made appointments for Thursday for the next two Thursdays. Like my sister like, all right, all right, dummy. Great. You know, we're coming down on Thursdays. You want to keep scheduling appointments Thursdays? Great. <laughs> we don't have to come see you, weirdo. She can make them any other day. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I have an appointment that day. Okay, great. Uh, I saw this movie, The Quiet Girl, which I told you I was going to see. That movie sucks. That movie, it, it, yeah, it sucks. It's stupid, and it shouldn't be nominated for Best International Film. It's um, 
what is it, Irish? So they're talking, and some I had to put on subtitles, so I didn't realize it wasn't going to be in English. And it's just, it's stupid. It's not, like, bad. It's just stupid. And there's no reason for it to exist. It's dumb. And I can't, if that's all the rest of the world has to offer, then I guess this All Quiet on the Western Front is going to, it's going to win hands down. It's going to be like one of those things like, you know, when uh, we knew Schindler's List was going to win and, you know, we, my friend Chris Murphy and I were going to go to London to bet on it. You know, it's like a, really all quiet in the rest. I mean, if that's what they have to offer, the quiet girl sucks. I don't recommend it. Uh, I do recommend it in the sense I want you to know what you think. But what I'm saying is, although not a, a horrible film, it should not be nominated for best picture of you know best foreign film is what they used to call it because it's just a, it's a film and if that's all Ireland has to offer then Ireland sucks and I I don't believe they suck they seem all I met was very nice people there so I don't understand why they can't put out a, a movie like a tar which really has something to say and that's in a different language too a lot of it's in German and they didn't show any subtitles and I like that there's a, one scene where she's talking to this little girl and you just have to be like, oh, I guess uh, <clears throat> I can figure out what she's saying. And I like that. I like sometimes when they don't put in subtitles and you got to figure it out for yourself. That's kind of cool. Anyway, yesterday we decided to go back, you know, after class, decided to go back to that Chinese place that we left abruptly because they didn't have liquor. So the guys bought, uh, Evan bought some really craft beers, which was great. And Glenn bought uh, a six pack of Stella. So I opened with the craft beer. Of course, they were in a rush. Oh, we close it now. You got to order right away. I hate that. I hate it. I hate it. I hate being rushed. They really rushed us, and it, that sucked. But food was fantastic. I got it. Szechuan food, food, and it was really, really good. We got pictures. We had, we had like a whole fish. And again, the, the waitress is like, "Well, I don't know if you need any more." Oh, shut up. <laughs> Evan ordered for all of us, which I normally don't like because I don't like to share, but this one worked out well. And we had this amazing chicken, this amazing shrimp. The appetizers were good. Everything was really good. I got pictures. I'll explain them all. And then, uh, and I think I, I had three beers, and then we went to this, like, rodeo club, this real, this shack on the, on, on the, on the, just in the middle of Route 46, in New Jersey, it's in the straight. I tried to take as many pictures as I could to show you how weird this one little house is on this highway. And it is just a biker bar. And we went in and you go in and you're just immediately in the bar. Like everybody's looking at you. It's one of those places where, you know, there's a band playing. Everybody's old. And we just walked in and we had, you know, another beer and... It was good to be there for a half hour. Then we went outside and talked, but there were two idiots smoking cigars there. Oh, my God. And they have a buffet. Guys, again, spend the $10 for the bonus show. <laughs> this buffet is right out of Napoleon Dynamite where they have that lunch. I mean, it's disgusting. So I took pictures making fun, and then we're sitting outside, and this guy's smoking a goddamn cigar. Two guys smoking a fucking cigar, and I really wanted to go because I cannot have that, goes inside, and I'm like, well, I'm glad he's gone, but he went to the buffet, and he came out, and he was eating 
I could not even believe my eyes that somebody was actually eating that of the, out of that buffet. It is the most saddest of all buffets. It reminds me of the buffet uh, that Lee Maracas had uh, the day of the party, which we're not talking anymore. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to send him a picture. I'm like, hey, no, I'll send my friend Lawrence. He'll get it. If I send it to Lee, we'll never talk again. But I kind of want to send it to Lee. It's kind of almost worth never talking again. Like, look, this is like the buffet at your, at your 60. <laughs> it would be the most, that would be the dickiest thing to do ever. And I want to do it so badly. I think I might. It's almost worth losing a friendship to reiterate what I thought of your stupid party, which is, I shouldn't say, but I told him not to listen. That's his problem, right? You guys get it. You know, I finally talked to that girl, Chloe, at work. We, you know, had it out. I had, you know, we just kind of made up. You know, I was like, look, every, I, did you listen to the podcast? She goes, no, you told me not to. I'm like, good for you. But yet, I kind of wish she did listen because I put it out there. The whole thing was just stupid. Uh, I mean, I'll still be friends with her, but the whole thing is weird. Then she told me, no, I wasn't going to buy your ticket. I'm like, you weren't? She's like, I, I had a feeling you thought I was going to buy your ticket. Why wouldn't I think that? You kept saying I'm going to get you a ticket. So why wouldn't I think that? This girl's insane. I don't know. It's really annoying. So it's all right. I mean, I hate not being friends with her because I love having lunch with her every day. I look forward to it. I mean, at least Mondays and Wednesdays. She's off on Tuesdays. This week, I mean, you know, she was off or whatever. We had lunch on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I just ate at my desk. I don't like that. I mean, usually if I have a book or something, I'll go up there. You know, I like to break up the day, but that's all right. I don't know. I like making friends at the office. I'll meet, I'll meet some other friends. <laughs> uh, that's what I do, right? That's what I'm telling the kids next week. I'm like, listen, kids, I'm going to give you a piece of advice as we uh, end this class. And that is to make sure you keep in touch with people and you have adventures and you meet because you want to be writers. You got to have stuff to write about because most people in Hollywood don't have experiences. They just kind of get from college and then they become writers and they just don't have experiences. That's why most things suck. It's people like me that you need because I experience weird shit. I mean, I don't have the end all of experiences. I certainly haven't been in the army or anything. That's a whole nother different brand of Ernest Hemingway kind of shit. But I'm just saying, you got to put yourself in a position to just be like, I'm going to do this because someday I'm going to be able to write this down or, or podcast it and intrigue people with what happened to me yesterday or this week or last year or five years ago or 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? And I say, and make sure you keep contact with everybody because you never know who that person is who's going to be the one to help you to that next thing. And on that note, that's all we have for today for you on another very exciting episode of Just Get Out of the City, a very uplifting, fun episode of Just Get Out of the City. I had a great time talking to you, as I always do. And I will see you next week on another quality episode of Just Gal in the City. Good night, everybody. Bye.